Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene or day by day, until the end of time. That uh, is James? right. Yes. Oh, sorry. You were telling me I was right. James, what is Video Music Box? Well, Colin, I will tell you that later. Oh. Oh, a read tease. Yeah, exactly. Or a, 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 a show tease. A, a promo. Yeah, a strip tease. What? Hmm? What's that? What's that? Um, a comic strip tease where it's funny. Ah. Um, <laughs> Makes sense for Mabel's. Uh, yeah. Space. Hoeing around. Hoeing around. Horsing around. I would make my business, by the way, uh, a circular space. And put, and uh, and call it hoeing around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. Very good. We are watching Luke Cage season one, episode seven, and the timestamp is going to be uh, starting at twenty eight twenty two and ending at twenty nine forty four. And here is what mm. happens: Mama Mabel, but but Mama Mabel is tending to the wounds of one of the sex workers when Cornell comes home. She asks where he'd been, and Cornell says that Pete took him to an audition. When she presses him, saying that an, that an audition shouldn't take six hours, he also mentions that Pete stopped in Spanish Harlem to meet with Salvador Colon, while Cornell watched Video Music Box with Salvador's son, Domingo. Mama Mabel tells Cornell that he did a good job giving her this information in the one time that Mama Mabel looks like she uh, is, actually is pleased with anything at all. <laughs> So that is what happens in this scene, Colin. So there's another thing that happens in this scene, which is that she's upset that he's so late because of the fact that he was supposed to be there in order to sort of keep an eye out and protect. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name again. Sister Boy. Sister Sister Boy. Uh, which uh, that's a name. That's a that's that. Should we let's do this? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get Shall we do this that. now? Yeah. So. So actually, here's what we should do. I should okay. have had this pulled up. Because the MCU wiki for Sister Boy has both exchanges uh, in the, you know how they have like quotes yeah. at the top? So, okay. So Mama Mabel says, uh, where the hell have you been? Hold on, an ad loaded. Where the hell have you been? We needed you an hour ago. Look what happened. Sister Boy didn't have any protection. At least the bastard had sense enough not to hit him in the face. Then Cornell replies, maybe sister needs to learn how to throw her hands up like a brother. So the MCU wiki says, uh, Sister Boy is the first transgender character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's awesome. However, she is referred to with both male and female pronouns, which is something that, uh, I've seen uh, on one episode of Dirty Laundry, I saw someone whose pronouns were any pronouns. So that's right. That it's it's a thing, but I've that I've does, not specific. That does happen. Like I have, yeah. I have met people like that. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen specifically. Uh, my pronouns are uh, she, her, and he, him. Right. I just see people say any versus right. like instead instead of putting up all. Right. 
which means that someone is misgendering Sister Boy. Also, Correct. Sister Boy is kind of it feels like a gross name. Yes, I for, for sure character. that is not the name that they have selected. I think that is very much a this is what we call you. Right. You're exactly basically taking it or you know, you're out. Now the uh this character is portrayed by a trans woman. So I'm okay. going to go with Mama Mabel is misgendering and and Cornell is not. I would agree with that. Now you can it makes sort of sense from a generational standpoint and also sort of a. But also he's kinder. Right. I would argue you know, he's still softer. She's right. still she's still aggressive. And I feel like she uses anything she can to sort of put someone beneath her boot, you know, right. To be like, right. no, I'm, you know. Well, and she's also saying, I mean, like, we didn't, I didn't cover this, but what she's telling Sister Boy is uh, white guys will come and, and beat up on you because they can't do it to their wives, which is, while probably true, a horrible thing to say to someone in, like, by way of consolation. Right. Like, <laughs> so it's not, it's such a quick little thing that for I've seen the scene now, you know, three or four or five times. And each time I'm like, did she just say sister boy? What is yeah. happening? And they don't, this is sort of the only scene that we see sister boy in. Yeah. It feels it's an like, interesting choice. I think. Again, I feel like it, it's very much like a, this is people being shitty. Right, yeah. but like you don't have an alternative, so you're sort of putting up with it, kind of thing. Right, and I feel like it is probably like, for example, this person, this character in particular. I mean, right? Yeah. Um, not the actor, but like the the this this character probably selected a name, right. right? And then other people are like, oh, okay, our sister, right? Like you know, like right. people in that sort of space, they sort of have to kind of look out for each other, so they would typically use some some sort of right thing you know like oh uh, you know we're, we're taking care of our sisters today or whatever right you know, there's like, a there's a yeah, brothers aunties right. yeah that you sort know exactly correct yeah, yeah yeah uh but then someone who's mad at them who's like kind of like i'm accepting this because like you'll bring in pay but also right. i'm kind of anti this and i see you as a boy so right. i'm going you know like it feels like you know people like Taking something that like was kind of gifted to them, but then twisting it and still being like, and again, it's it's also like, who knows, maybe she does behind closed doors, you know, or when no one else is around or in her own thoughts, maybe she does, you know, treat this person as a woman or see them as a woman um, right. as she should. Right. To be clear. But I mean, like, but she is kind of doing this thing because it's like a her version of a power move, I feel like. Right. You know? I feel like right. she's never nice to anybody. I mean, she was right. nice to Henry, but I mean, like, you know, Henry hasn't done anything that she needs to kind of keep him in place, you right. know? Yeah. Henry is just doing what Henry does. So same with Mariah, really. I mean, like, Mariah, she kind of keeps him in place in a different way, but, like, yeah. she's not, like, being cruel to Mariah, you know? Right, right. I agree with that. So I don't yeah. know. It's, 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 there's a lot of different things. I mean, again, it's just, like, it's the... She isn't nice. She's just right. not kind. So whether right. it's to be manipulative and be rude, or if it's just that she just is rude and doesn't doesn't respect this, you know, this thing. Right. She's just uh, sorry. The thing being being transgender, not not calling the person right. thing. 
using uh, the correct pronoun. Yeah, the, the yeah, concept the pronouns, of correct, being yeah, respectful. The concept yeah. of things, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a pretty gross moment and bad scene. It's, and I think it still paints Cornell nicely in a way. You know, I think yeah. that's probably also another purpose of this sort of moment. He had right. It it's a thing where it's like he you where so, one of the things we it does is we see that he still has some humanity and some uh compassion and you know yeah like you know integrity i guess and we're gonna you know sort of see that go away a little bit or mm-hmm. at least get tamped down i guess it maybe I, I don't know if it well that's a conversation it's for a, a future time i agree but. it's also a really fascinating way of looking at him too because like i think he does fear and respect mabel but like he spends time away from her influence and stuff like that and like yeah he also, I think, has this vision of a life for himself. And so I think that to some extent, because he's family too, I think that he kind of somewhat believes he can kind of get away with things. Yeah. No, but I, I feel like, you know, because he talks back to her, basically. Yeah. Or really, in a way, actually what's kind of funny is that like he is slightly talking back to her, but I also think that he kind of believes that because he's family, he can kind of crack jokes with her. Right. Because since she's being mean, it, maybe he can also joke. But the thing is that like, for her, despite her being angry and mean, this is one of the people that brings her money. Right. So she's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to be, for, for the time being, this is going to take precedence. Right. You're like, this, again, meaning the business, that being uh, being family, right? right? This is more important than that. Right. Um So. Yeah. I mean. She smacks the shit out of him. Yeah, she does. I mean, it, I mean it, it literally stuns the man. Like, he. Yeah. Tears instantly, yeah. It, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you understand why they did it. And it sort of also feels like, was that the way that we needed to do that? Like, do we need to have that characterization expressed here in this, in this way? And the fact that the actor is a trans woman... It's sort of like, wait, so, I mean, like, when, it's almost like, did she get to sign off on that? Was she like, this is important enough that this needs to be portrayed this way? It's a good question. Um, Like, how much power does this person have that doesn't get any lines? I mean, I would definitely argue probably none. But like... There is, I mean, there might be a way to be like, if you were, if, because here's the other thing to consider too, right? There are always sensitivity, well, not always, but I imagine that for things like this, there are sensitivity readers and stuff like that who probably look through these things. Um, And what I also imagine is like, this is why this is such a tough spot to also be in, right? Because here's a genuine question, right? This sort of thing does happen in real life, both then and still. For sure. do you just not portray that because you're like, we want to provide this, you know, huge escape or whatever. Or do you put it in because you go, this reflects the real world and you can see someone, even if it's light, it's like a very light activism of, you know, someone correcting the other person effectively, you know, not doesn't, right. doesn't, he doesn't stop her and say, uh, hello. She, you know, but like when responding uses yeah. the correct, you know, 
Uh, again, to also show that one person is coming at this from the wrong side, one person coming from the right side. Um, right. You know, like, what is what is the right way to do this? Like, do you just never portray that? Or do you put a little bit of it in, but, like, you don't go hard on it? So that way you both reflect the real world, but to say, like, you know, there are people who will look out and do the right thing and change things. You know, like, there's, I feel like there's a lot of different ways of looking at that, right? Like, um, the concept of, like, you know, if you have... Uh, any kind of character that is not like a straight white man, right? It's like, okay, do you make them good automatically because you're trying to give them some of the limelight? Or do you say that, yes, even despite, you know, um, all these other limelights that we want to give them, these, you know, any, any type of person could also still be a villain. Right. But then you also kind of get yourself in a corner of, are we now painting folks of whatever you know demographic you're talking about as villains so you know like it's a constant right. how do you find the balance and, and of course the the answer is have more than one oh for sure i i agree with that it's but it, the the it, the balance of it all is like yeah uh, a thing that i think that as a writer you probably have to put into play and discuss and right. i i agree you have to put people of all, of all kinds you know right. uh, and put them as equally as you can into all of these different uh, boxes, basically. It feels though, <clears throat> it feels a little bit like I would have liked to see, like either see more uh, of Sister Boy's story <clears throat> or not have it in, not because like, you know, we don't want to show it or, or whatever, but like, because it's a it's a it's an issue that we don't have the the space to explore in this story i think yeah. that you have an option cuz like you know i think like i would have liked to see more of what's going on here so what does that mean i want an episode devoted to this character like not, there's not but, yeah but i but, would Oh, sorry. My bad. Oh, I just, no, I just, I I don't know. Like, it feels, I don't know. It feels sort of tossed off a little bit. Kind of like. I'm wondering if like, because again, sometimes this is, this is another issue sometimes with like shows of any kind of nature that are this big and stuff like that. Sometimes you write something in thinking there is either going to be another payoff or there was another, right. like, what's the word for it? Like another um, connection to this mm-hmm. sort of thing and then things get cut for time uh right. because it doesn't necessarily serve the overall story but like one of the things that i could see happening is one of two things right to further prove either the good side for cornell on another yep. occasion or perhaps the change in him is you either have a scene where they have it doesn't even have to be huge but just like a, a brief interaction where he does kind of you know again protect or show that, you know, he is present to sort of be around there for them. Or honestly, even just, you know, passing in the hall, like, you know, actually sharing just a brief acknowledgement of each other. So it's not only when it's like kind of like being talked around instead of yeah. talked to, you know, in the room. Like if he just has a brief moment of even, you know, again, just like seeing each other, smiling, nodding, you know, shaking hands, whatever. Or seeing again later and being yeah. rude. When he's an adult. Oh, oh right. interesting. You know, okay. like. Again, right. still kind of as a kid, but like, you know, he's he's starting to grow up and then he says something kind of shitty and seeing right. how that affects. Because like, you know, 
Sister Boy, we don't really see a lot of their sort of like reaction and life and everything like that here. Right. But like the the one thing I wish we kind of had actually gotten a view of is like when he does use the correct um, pronouns for for Sister Boy. Like if Sister Boy kind of had just a small reaction to that kind of thing of right. like recognizing he used the right and she didn't. Yeah. But then seeing seeing him later on and then, you know, some now that he's kind of changing, you know, he says something kind of shitty or it doesn't right. have to be all the way towards, you know, misgendering or anything like that. But like kind of now not necessarily standing up and then being yeah. like, oh, and recognizing, nope, everyone in this family is actually terrible. You know? I mean, yeah, you, you have to you, you'd have to figure out what message you're trying to 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 tell about Cornell, because I could also see it being like cut to present day and you see that he's still takes care of his 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 workers he ta- he respects right. them yeah. and even though he is whatever he becomes in the future there are lines he won't cross and and i think that you could you could portray that too where like mm-hmm. if she's still around sure yeah like you know it there are ways that you could it, it, and it really depends exactly like what you're saying like what do you want like it, this is a single point this scene is a single point and we don't get a second one. So we don't know what we're sort of supposed to think. Right. Like what, what are we supposed to get from this, uh, this interaction? We don't know until we see where it goes. Although it is also kind of fascinating to consider that like, this is that situation that we've sort of talked about before, which is that, you know, one of the things about stories like this is that you don't see literally every single day for, for all of these people. For sure. So it's like, one of the interesting things to, to sort of look at here is that what we we specifically only see one thing, right? But how how long was Sister Boy around? How many right. times did he uh, like? Then from then on, did he go? Okay, I can't dilly dally uh, after. Um, I feel like I didn't enunciate that very well. Dilly dally. Sorry, there we go. Um, after school, uh, and so I need to show up and like be there to do whatever you know, I need to do for for both Sister Boy, but also just like the the business at large, you know, um, right. all sorts of things. Like there are so many different little bits and pieces that are like not necessarily influential towards the grand scheme of things, but you know that they just sort of did on their day to day. So it's like there are so many little bits of that that we don't get to see, but like that maybe we get to sort of fill in the blanks for based on this scene, right? Which is that right. despite her kind of putting him in his place a little bit, from then on, you know, but like, you know, since we do sort of know what he's like once he grows up, now granted you watching it in this order, you won't. But like if you watch the series as a whole, you'll kind of recognize that, okay, he probably he probably was pretty good about it, you know, um the whole time. You know? That like right. After this scene, he still treats her, you know, uh, properly. And you know, he got right. a little bit of a mouth on him then. But, like, you know, again, I don't think that he would have really said to, like, it's weird. She's in the room, but he's saying it to Mabel, not to her. You know, again, right. being talked around, not talked at or sure. to. So it's like, you know, if he sees her in the halls or whatever, would he actually be like, you know, you got to learn to put your hands up or whatever. Or, you know, right. would he actually be like, hey, sorry. you know, or what? We got to get you down to Fogwell's gym. Let's go. And then there's a yeah. crossover. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I agree with all of that. I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird inclusion. I think there's some good to be taken from it. I think there's some bad to be taken from it. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. 
I think, you know, real fast, I will say this about it is that I think that despite there not being a secondary, one of the other primary reasons of why we have to have something like this is that it proves that on all sides of the business, but also more than just like the more violent things of life, like, yeah, sure, someone got hurt. But I mean, like, just in terms of like general, like cultural moments, she's even wrong on those things as well. Right. And so that also is probably a a reason why that sort of thing gets included because it's an easy way of like in so few words of showing exactly how cruel and rude and everything like that, that she can be to everyone she comes into contact with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, that is all right. So I have Mm -hmm. a quick adventure ensemble, literally just the actress that plays sister boy. And then I have a quick, uh, note about video music box, which we teased at the beginning. I'm thinking we should do Avengers Ensemble first, and then we'll we'll deliver on that tease at the very end. I agree. Yeah. All right. Avengers Ensemble. Sister Boy is played by Michaela Antonia J. Rodriguez, or MJ is uh, how, what she goes by. Um, oh. She uh, is going to be playing Nightbird in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, Mm. She was in one episode of American Horror Story, and she was in Tick, Tick, Boom, the uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Cool. Uh, She also holds the honor of being the first trans woman to be nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama um, for Pose in 2021. So, I don't think I know. I think it is a modeling television program like huh. not a reality show but i think it's about like, right like like a show like the way that uh what's it called is it glamour or something like that? or not a glamour uh oh, fuck what's the name of that wrestling glow. for glow so there you go i said glamour immediately was like that's not it but i knew it was a gl word pose might be all trans people in the new york of late 80s and early 90s this is a story of ball culture and the gay and trans community the raging age crisis and capitalism yeah, she's a main character for 26 episodes, 2018 to 2021. Only three other people are in all all 26 episodes. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, And it's cool, like, because it's a Netflix show, right? So that means uh, that... Hulu. Hulu. Oh, it's Hulu show. Okay, interesting. Sometimes I think they're all just the same company. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Like that, uh, I don't remember if it was a Simpsons thing or a Far Side thing. It feels like a Simpsons thing where, like, they're at the food court and you see behind the scenes in the food court and it's all the same meat going to mm-hmm. all these different restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like Chinese restaurant, Mexican restaurant, American restaurant, like, all these things. They're all getting the exact same meat. Uh, that's sort of what I think of. Um, so, that is it for Avengers Ensemble. Um, now, let me tell you about Video Music Box. It is an American music television program. It uh, was the first to feature hip-hop primarily, like hip-hop videos primarily. It was created in 1983, just like me, uh, by Ralph McDaniels and Lionel C. Martin, who serve as the series hosts. It aired on the New York City-owned public television station WNYC, now WPXN, uh, from 1984 to 1996. And then in 1996, it moved to WNYE uh, after WNYC was sold to a private company. Uh, it apparently is still on the air. Really? Um, hmm. I, I, I don't know if it's like that thing where it's like technically it's still on the air, but like on the Wikipedia, like or whatever. it says like 1996 to present. 
So, oh. uh, and Nas, uh, the rapper Nas recently made a Showtime documentary uh, about Video Music Box um, and like the memories mm. from the 80s of it being on. So it's sort of a local New York City public television version of MTV, which yeah. is funny because it was, MTV was a thing, but I don't know. I'm reading actually a book about the, the VJs of MTV. For a long time, MTV wasn't in New York City. You had to go to New Jersey to, like, mm. all of the people, like the VJs and everyone, went to New Jersey to watch MTV launch because New York City didn't have cable in 1981. Hmm. So you couldn't watch MTV in New York City. So they'd, they'd be, like, making these shows, and then they'd go out to, like, Kansas or Texas where they did have cable, and they were like, oh, my God! But, like, in New York City, they, could, they couldn't get arrested, you know? Um, you ever heard about that? I couldn't get arrested in this town? Like, no one knows who I am? No, I've never heard that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and okay. so I think it's interesting that I wonder if Video Music Box, I wonder what the overlap was of Cable making it to New York City and Video Music Box starting if it was like, hey, there's this thing called MTV that we watch in Jersey. We could do that on public television and have like that be our thing in New York City. Yeah. Sort of feels like a little bit of that inspiration. but And that's would... how they killed the radio star. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Bungle Stokes. Box. Kill the radio star. Video music box. Kill the radio star. Did you hear me say Buggles Stokes? Yeah, that's good. Because that's the Buggles and then yeah. Buggy Stokes. Wait, is it Buggles or Bugles? It's Buggles, B-U-G-G-L-E-S. Huh, okay. Buggles. Yeah. I think my entire life I called them the Bugles. No, those are the ones that go on your finger. The corn chips. Okay. All right. Uh, Which th fingers? That would, Hey, can I be honest? That was really good Foley and improv work, actually. James did an Thanks. actual, like, held his hands up, was, like, doing the thing, and then, like, actively, like, spatial awareness uh, way of, like, eating a bugle off of his uh, thumb. That was very Thanks. good. Thank you. Spatial awareness is a weakness of old James. Spatial awareness is what they called me in college. Um, so, <laughs> shall I... Awareness? Uh, shall I take us to an audition? Six hour audition? Yeah. How was, is it six hours? Good, good. Yeah, yeah that seems yeah. about right. Perfect. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Timeline Scavengers uh, as we navigate once again some choppy waters. Uh, huh? As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior. 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 I want to oh, no. get this right. <laughs> Let, let's make sure we get this right. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.